chapter 3. And verse 23, if you'll follow along. 1 John 3, 23. And this is His commandment, that we believe on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as He gave us commandment. And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. And hereby we know that he abides in us by the Spirit which he hath given us. Let's bow together in prayer. Heavenly Father, we do ask that your Spirit would open the understanding of our hearts and minds, and that we truly would be receptive to the message that you have for each of us as individuals today. I pray that you would help us not only to know your will, but then that we really would be strengthened to do your will. Lord, I pray that truth today would encourage hearts. I pray that it would convict. I pray that it would draw each of us closer to you. And we are thankful that this is your work, and we can trust you. And we do praise you today, Lord, that you are always the same. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Throughout the book of 1 John, there are three themes that keep coming up. And it's like they keep coming up being emphasized. He'll he'll go through them. Then he'll emphasize them again, and, um, and several times through the book. And those three themes are believing, and loving, and obeying. So the three themes of 1 John that, that they keep coming are believing. So we may refer to this, so I'm going to want... This half of the church, when, when I point to you, that you say believing. Okay, ready? Try it. Believing. Okay, good. This section will say loving. Do you think they look like a lev- loving bunch or not? Either way, loving. Ready? Loving. Okay. Loving. Okay, you're small in number but mighty in spirit, right? Okay, and this group is obeying. Ready? Okay. As you go through 1 John, be looking for these three themes. Because he's continually bringing it out. And he talks to us about what we should be Oh, man, they were asleep at the wheel, weren't they? He talks to us about what we should be. All right, and over and over again, the theme here lately has been that we are to be. Now, he ties these two together and says, you have to believe right in order to love right, and you have to believe right and love in order to be? Uh, that's a little weak, but that's all right. Okay? Now, 
These themes run over and over again in 1 John. And, and God is using John to bring this back. And, and we want to try to tie some of this together here today. He has been, and we've been looking in 1 John chapter 3, reminding us it is important. He's been emphasizing this section. Loving. Let us love in deed and in truth, not just in word. And, and he says, if, if we really manifest God's love through us, that is an evidence that we really are a child of God. And he said, and we looked at it last week, when, when, or two weeks ago, when, when we are walking in obedience to God and we are committed to loving others and are taking the steps to do that, we can ask God for whatever we need to love them. And we can do that with confidence. And it, this is because we're keeping His commands. So he wraps up chapter 3 and he said, This is His commandment that we should believe on the name of the Son of God. Now he's talking about love. And he's emphasizing loving, but he brings us back to believing. He says, it is important that we learn to love, and that we love in deed and in truth, and that you keep His commandment. And this is His commandment, that you should believe on the name of the Son of God. That you should believe Jesus Christ. Why? Because real love, this section, real love is found in Jesus Christ. And if I don't believe the right thing about Jesus Christ, I will not be right in my love. And these two go hand in hand. But we are, he says, a new commandment I give unto you. But he said it's not a new commandment. It's the old commandment that you are to love one another. The new part is, as I have loved you, Jesus said. So, if I am to learn to be loving, I need to come back and have the right belief about Jesus. And the more I know Jesus, the more... I will be empowered to have the right responses in life and, and to love as God loves. Because real love is found in Jesus Christ. So he said, here's the command. I'm telling you to love, but that's the command as well. But it is important that you understand this is the command that we should believe on Jesus Christ. It's faith, not just believing Jesus Christ for salvation, but it, it signifies much more than that. It signifies all that His name represents. And as we spend time with Jesus, and as we get to know Jesus, it will make a difference in how we respond to other people. In Acts chapter 4 and verse 13, the, the followers of Christ, the disciples, they, they stood in amazement at them. And, and I, can, I can just picture it 
as as them saying, "Why look at look at this, uh, Peter and John? I was with I was in school with them. They they barely made passing grades. They're unlearned. I went on to further my education. Those boneheads they went back to fishing." They're unlearned and ignorant men, but they took knowledge of them. What? That they had been with Jesus. And being with Jesus empowers us to be and... And it is... This is the foundation. It is believing the right thing, not just mentally... But the more I get to know Jesus, the more I'm going to be equipped to be what I ought to be. And, and he says, he, he really comes back to the foundation. It's learning about Jesus. It's, it's getting to know Him. And, and all that is encompassed in His name and His messianic office and, and all that there is about Him. All that his message contains. You know, an interesting study is to study the names that have been given to Jesus. And the more you study him, think about it. He is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. He's the creator, he's the deliverer, he's my everlasting father. He is the governor of nations. He is a holy God. He is invisible. He's the judge of men. He's king of kings and lord of lords. He's the mighty, never-changing God. He's omnipotent, meaning all-powerful. He's the prince of peace. He's a quickener, meaning he brings life. He is the righteous one. He is the Savior and teacher. He is the unchanging victor. He's the wonderful Christos, my Yahweh zealous God. And think of that. As as you get to know the name and you really believe, okay, and this one, has asked me to love others. He's asked me to obey. This is what gives us the foundation to be and... And and it's imperative that we have the right belief about Jesus. Not just the right facts and figures. Not just the right details, although that is important. And as we go on in 1 John, he'll be talking more about it. But that we really know Jesus to the point that I know Him and I am trusting Him. I really believe in Him. Now, as a believer, God puts His love in us. Because He dwells within us. The Spirit of God dwells within us. And if I am a believer, I've trusted Christ, I now have great potential to love like Christ. 
before I come to Christ, I, I have no potential to love like Christ. But once I have come to trust Christ for the forgiveness of my sin, and then as I grow in Him, I have great potential to love like Christ. He's given me His love. It is in me. The point is now I have that potential, but how do I realize that potential? But do you understand, everyone that is truly a follower of Jesus Christ has the power, the ability, everything that is needed. And it doesn't matter what you've experienced in your life. It doesn't matter how unloving um, a, a home you may have grown up in. It doesn't matter what your experiences have been. Once you come to know Christ as your personal Savior... He places in you the love of God. And then the Spirit of God begins to teach us the love of God. So he says here, this is a command that you should believe on the name of the, His Son, Jesus Christ. And then he says, and that you should love one another as He gave command. So he's laying the foundation, believe on His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another. And we said, once we believe, He gives us the potential to love one another. Turn to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5 and verse 3. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations. Knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope, and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. So he says, here you are, you have believed in Jesus Christ, you are getting to know Him. You are walking with Him. And here comes in your life a trial, a tribulation. And Paul is writing and he says, I have learned through my experience of God's work in my life that God uses tribulation in my life to produce patience. And He uses that patience to produce experience and hope. And he said, all of this works together that is teaching me, because I believe, that is teaching me to love others because the love of God is shed abroad in my heart by the Spirit of God. Do you understand what he's saying? If I am a child of God, God's Spirit, it's He's duty-bound. This is His mission. It is to teach us to obey His commands. That means to love as He loved. And the Spirit of God will teach us how to love. I, I have, we live in a, in a day that there are many, many, many 
good, helpful things to help marriages. And I've often thought, before there were all these things, how in the world did anybody love their mate? The Spirit of God will teach you how to love your husband or your wife or your parents or your children or your neighbor or your enemy or anyone else. I, I have often said to Marilyn, you know what? If we'd really walk in the Spirit, no one would need someone to come along and teach them because the Spirit will teach them. Now, God uses other people, but the Spirit of God, oh, you know, I don't know how to respond. The Spirit of God will teach us how to respond. That's His life and ministry. And He will teach you how to love your wife and to love your husband and to love your children and to love your dog and anything. If it's what God wants us to do, He will teach us how to do that. And as a believer, He dwells within us. And that's His job and His ministry. If we obey the Spirit of God, we will walk in love. Tonight, Lord willing, we'll be be dealing more with this aspect of of the Spirit of God and, and His leading in our life. But it is important for us to realize, here we are in life and we face situations and we say, I just can't love them, or I can't stand this, and I can't do that. Wait a minute. The first command, what do you believe about Jesus? Do you believe He knows you? Do you believe He is able to make all things work together for good? Do you believe He makes His grace available Do you believe the Spirit of God dwells within you? Do you believe the Spirit of God sheds abroad in your heart the love of God? Then for me to say, I cannot, I am calling God a liar. And he said, this is the command. First of all, that you believe right that you believe in the name of Jesus, that you believe in the character and nature of Jesus, that, that you let that be the foundation. And it's through that the Spirit of God dwells within you. And the Spirit of God is going to not only teach us to be loving, but He's also going to empower us to be obeying. And so John, he keeps... he. I, I encourage you as you go through First John, he keeps going over and over again. What? That's it. First John. And he says, when you have this in your life, then it's evident you really are a child of God. He said, this is the confidence because we're believing on the name of Jesus and the Spirit of God is at work in our heart and He's teaching us how to love others. 
And He is leading us what we need to do to obey God. And then He says that because of that, we have confidence in Him. And hereby we know that He abides in us by the Spirit which He hath given unto us. So, we believe in the name Jesus. The Spirit of God begins working in our hearts and He prompts us to do things that we would not naturally do. And we go, wow. That, that isn't how I'd normally respond to that situation. Or the Spirit of God prompts us just as we're about to do something naturally. He says, whoa, 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 whoa. We don't act that way anymore. We, we have a new master here. You're not running this. Remember? That's right. That's right. Jesus, you're running my life. And you say, wow, this really is an evidence that I'm a child of God by the work of the Spirit of God in my life. Because He pushes me into things I wouldn't normally do, and He holds me back, He seeks to hold me back from things that I normally would do. But you know what? I have the final say in that, whether I'm going to obey Him or not. Belief in the name of Jesus and love are essential to a walk with God. You can't detach one from the from another um, without violating. And and this is what we do. I I believe in Jesus, but I'm coming down strong on the side of truth, and I don't have anything to do with those people and their Bring fire down, God. Heavy on truth, light on mercy. That's not the Spirit of God. Then there's others that, oh, we just love everyone, and however you are, just come, and we accept anyone, everything, and everything, anything. Is that what you believe? Oh, that's good. Jesus loves you. Completely ignoring truth. And that's not of God. But when the belief is right, He will teach us to love. And those two go hand in hand. We cannot have fellowship with God and really walk in the Spirit without having both. These two dynamics follow in sequence. And, and you must take both of them if you are going to be obedient. Right living grows out of right belief. And right living grows out of right thinking in relationship to the Son. So it comes back to this. What do you really believe about Jesus? I don't mean to give the pat answers... I believe He's the Son of God, born of a virgin. And I'm not minimizing these. These are fundamentals of the faith. That He lived a perfect life, that He was crucified, rose again. No, in practicality, 
What do you believe about Jesus? How does it affect your life? So we back up and ask, how much do you really know Jesus? How much time did you spend with Jesus this last week? They marveled and they took knowledge of them that what? They had been with Jesus. And the more you're with Jesus, the more love it will produce and the more you'll be walking obedient. We try, we come over here and say, oh man, he's been hammering away, going through First John, can't wait till we're done with this, but hammering away about loving, so I'm going to try to be more loving. You know what? You can't do it without realizing the love of Christ in your heart. And knowing it on a daily basis and resting it. Oh, I have been challenged. I need to be more obedient. I'm going to go out, and this week I'm starting fresh and new. Monday morning, I'm, I'm starting fresh and new, and I'm going to be more obedient. What prompts our obedience should be the love of Christ. And the more you love Jesus, and the more you understand Him, the more we will want to obey Him. And it comes back to what we really believe about Jesus. It's easy to read over this in 1 John chapter 3. And this is the commandment that we should believe on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another. But He said, He that keepeth these commands dwelleth in Him and He in Him. And this is how you have the assurance that you are abiding in the Spirit because the Spirit is at work in your heart. And He's ministering and He's giving grace and He's giving you opportunities and you see it. Okay, God, I need Your grace. I need Your love. I need Your wisdom. I need Your strength. I cannot obey without You. And God, this is what I believe about You. I believe You are my strong tower, and I'm running into you. I believe you are my supplier, and I am going to you. God, here's a situation, and I cannot properly respond to them apart from you. It is not in me. But I believe you are bigger than this situation, and so I'm going to obey you. See, it all comes back to what we believe about Jesus. What we believe about God. Not just to write the right things down, but what transfers into our life. And when we really know God, the Spirit is at work in our life and He's, He's at work and He will develop and teach and nurture the love of God And He will lead us to take steps of obedience. And it's not this great burden, oh man, I I have to go out this week and love people. I hope I don't run into too many jerks this week. Thank you, Lord, you gave me a good week. I didn't see any people this week. (laughs) Or I saw nice people this week. 
No, it's realizing, God, you are in control, and I can trust you, and it is drawing out of your spirit, not my spirit. And God, I'm excited to see what you're going to do, because I can't do it. And when you see the Spirit of God doing things in your life, it gives you the confidence that you are the child of God. Not because you have a a date and a time that you prayed a prayer. Is there really a belief in Jesus? Is there a producing of love? Is there an obeying? But because you know the Spirit of God is at work in your heart, and you know that Spirit's working, you feel Him pushing you into things and pulling you back from things and giving you instruction. He's at work to make the love of God shed abroad in your heart. Right here. Real love is found in Jesus Christ. The more we know Him, the more we'll know that. And as a believer, He's put that The great, great potential. There's, in leadership circles, there's called the the law of the lid. No organization can rise higher than, than the lid of its leaders. Do you understand who our leader is? Jesus Christ. And the potential that we have in Him... But it's, how much do you know Jesus? How much time did you spend? It's not just measured in time, but they marveled that they'd been with Jesus. How did they know they'd been with Jesus? They saw the power that empowered them to obey, and they saw a different spirit in them that they knew was not natural. Heavenly Father... I pray that you would minister your truth in our hearts today. Lord, undoubtedly there are many people here today who have your spirit dwelling within them and we have great potential to love, but we have not been living up to that potential because... Our belief in you is weak, is tainted, is wrong. Lord, I pray that we really would come to know you and that you would bring the confirmation in our spirit through the working of your spirit, shedding abroad in our hearts the love of you, empowering us to be obedient to you. Lord, I pray if there are individuals here today who have never responded to your ministry in their life, they've never given you control of their life, Lord, I pray today they would realize that no matter how hard they try to love or obey, 
that they never will be able to until they come to get the power from you by faith in Jesus Christ. Lord, there may be some here today who have never taken the initial step of belief in Jesus Christ in trusting you for the forgiveness of sin. I pray today that they would. I pray for every one of us as believers that we would be drawn to know you more and then that you would produce the fruit that you desire in our life for your glory. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.